love and happiness Yeah Something that can make you do wrong Make you do right Shame is the yeah. first thing that he attacked mm. By attacked, I mean that's the third the first layer that was on my heart right the first blanket he pulled off so that i could see light again um and once you allow the father to get shame out of the picture it's so much easier to let yourself be loved by him so good and understanding that what you did what you did wrong is not the problem Oh, it's going to be a good one. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Pastor Randall with the Long-Haired Pastor Podcast, and we're back again with Mark Barlow, sharing truth about love, happiness, the beauty of the gospel, and so, so much more. So if you didn't get enough the first time, dive back in and let's check out Mark Barlow. The way that he woos us through his forgiveness, granting us repentance, causing us to change our minds about ourselves. Um, I keep saying that, but that's like one of the lyrics to Kindness, which was also written immediately after a moment of looking at porn online and masturbating and giving myself over to that temptation. Um, That song also is just all about your kindness pulls me to a place I've never been close to you Even just saying those words still moved my oh, heart man. because he and these songs, I I can't imagine how they're blessing other people because for me they have, the Lord has caused these words to resonate with my own heart in a way that when I hear these words, I he just pulls me straight back into his presence, mm. and um and it's not that his presence is a place that. I wasn't before. It's coming into the recognition of his presence. So good. Um, I really am not a Gnostic. Mm -hmm. There's two different versions, Greek and Roman Gnosticism. Mm -hmm. And um, Greek Gnosticism says, God is perfect. Let's try to be like him. Right. And let's do whatever it takes. Roman Gnosticism says, like, God is perfect. We'll never be like him. Effort, let's party. <laughs> and I believe that both of those have infiltrated the church 
and caused us to think that God is apart from us. So good. When Emmanuel says something totally different. Right. That he he humbled himself, took the biggest step of humility anybody's ever taken, down to from the heavenlies to becoming a man, which is a huge step. And then on top of that took another step down from being a human to being de a dead human. time but I just wanted to share that because that's who he has shown himself to me as that he's not the f he's not the father who turned his face away from Jesus I believe that you can be in this place of understanding who the father really is while understanding that sin and the atonement the atonement was necessary right. but understanding that we're the ones who brought death into the world understanding that we're the ones who brought sin into the world and that when Adam sinned he he ran away from God and the father came out looking for him come on and even in the story of the prodigal son the father saw his son from a long way off and ran to greet him mm. for me that says that the father was always looking at the horizon for his son or even out searching for his son even though his son has had sinned against him had turned his face away Man, it is. Oh, I'm getting teary-eyed while you're talking, man. It's there's some so... juice in there because it's the gospel. Yeah, man. But um, <laughs> so those are just a couple of moments in my personal relationship with God where He's shown me who He really is, um, and shown me that even though it feels like I don't have a lot to be forgiven of, His forgiveness changes the way that I see myself. Mm. And even as I get more in touch with how broken I've been, but how perfect he's made me through the finished work of the cross, realizing that, <laughs> that is so crazy. He showed me, okay, in 2018, he showed me a picture of a Velcro ball in a dryer with a bunch of socks. And he said, <laughs> this is the gospel. And I was like, Lord, how is that the gospel? <laughs> and... Um, he said, well, the finished work of the cross is that you and I are one as if a sphere was one with itself. Like a sphere is right. complete. Right. You cannot right. add or subtract from a sphere because if you do, it's going to be deformed. Yeah. And we got all these socks that have attached itself to the Velcro ball in this dryer. Mm. And any amount of upgrade, any amount of um, growth, any amount of inner healing, any amount of warfare, any amount of 
casting down every thought and imagination and attitude that exalts itself against the knowledge of God is removing a sock from a Velcro ball. Come on, man. <laughs> it, is not, it is not surgery. Yeah. <laughs> it is not removing something that has dug its roots deep into you. Yeah. It's literally because of the finished work of the cross and how complete and perfect and one you have been made with Jesus in the spirit. These things that exist in our soul and in our bodies, our soul being our mind, will, and emotions, and our bodies. That's what it looks like, is removing that sock from that Velcro ball. And all that's left is the perfection of the work of the cross. And that blew my mind because that takes the pressure off. Right. And it also encourages me to run after whatever that looks like. Yeah. Run after wholeness and freedom in every area as opposed to being motivated by shame and guilt and condemnation, which is death. Um, none of those things are going to bear lasting fruit. So good, Mark. Wow. You know, one of the biggest things that I know people struggle with is in that moment of weakness, in that moment of surrendering to whether it be pornography, drugs, anything, people begin to negotiate the value of what Christ has secured for us and start redefining what we deserve and how we've offended the Father. And instead of running towards, as you're talking about right now, we often run away and say, I'm too filled with shame. How can I come before you again and ask forgiveness for this thing that I chose to do 30 seconds ago? or three days ago, or three weeks ago. Um, and it's in that, oh gosh, it's so important to understand, guys, that it's not in the running away, it's not in the hiding, it's in, in the shame that we find our, our freedom. It's in this, this thing that is already perfect. It's that orb, it's that Velcro ball, guys, that doesn't distort and doesn't change. And we can, we can build layers on that and distort it in our own minds. But the fact of the matter is what he did is complete and what he did is, is perfection. And his resource, his resource is available to you regardless of your standing, regardless of, of your image of yourself. He is the restorer and he calls us, come back to me, come back home, come back. Not because I want to punish you, not because I want to tell you how you've messed up, not because I've told you know that you've made little of what I did that was so big, but because I want to remind you at the heart of this thing, I'm your portion. Yes. That you don't have to seek, that you don't have to you don't have to run down these ugly hallways. You you have me and I and, and it's that image. That's it's that image, you know, of the prodigal father. Who, who isn't, we don't see him in the fields toiling over and worrying and, and consumed with worry about his son. We see him instead on the porch, leaning forward over the railing with his, his eyes out into the distance, longing, urging the homecoming, right? 
Yeah. And I love that, you know, he, he runs. The, the, the father runs from the porch as soon as he sees that opportunity to extravagantly fall heavy on his son's neck with a, an embrace and a kiss and a robe and a ring, right? <laughs> um, and it's like, gosh, guys, please, please do not allow the enemy to convince you anything other. You have a father in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your sin, in the midst of your failures that wants to hold you and wants yes. to not condemn you, but to remind you his love is sufficient for all of these things. Yes. And I wanted to touch on this, that in that moment when he gave me those songs, shame is the first thing that he attacked. Mm. By attacked, I mean, that's the third, the first layer that was on my heart. Right. The first blanket he pulled off so that I could see light again. Um, and once you allow the father to get shame out of the picture, it's so much easier to let yourself be loved by him. So good. And understanding that what you did, what you did wrong is not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're, oh. you're, you're confusing people right now, but it's so true. It's it's the gospel, man. Man, <laughs> what you did wrong is not the problem. That's the byproduct of the problem. Amen. That, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a can of worms, man. Oh, it's so good, though. It's because it's true, bro. Man, it's not the problem because it's a byproduct of the problem. The core problem is that you think that you're separate from God, mm. that you think that you need something else. Identity. And you you don't see that he's set a table before you. And so you're feasting on something else. And you feasting on something else is the last part of the process that led to that. You gotta rewind and step back and realize, wow, he has chosen me. He calls me his own. When we were dead in our trespasses, when we were dead in our sin, Jesus saw something beautiful and said, I want that. That he came for a bride that was really dead and that he, like when he died, we died. And then when he rose, we rose into new life. I don't know what part of new creation is confusing. <laughs> I don't how I don't understand how that's confusing. Right. New creation is like that should be self-explanatory, but it's because we've we've added so much to the gospel that is not the gospel. Mm. And we have forsaken our first love by thinking that our righteousness is is our own. Ooh, by thinking that we can manufacture the, by thinking that we can manufacture connection with God. Yeah. We love because he first loved us. Come on. There's nothing else. There's like, anyways, Dude. we could go forever on that. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Tell me about Captured. That's kind of right on topic, bro. <laughs> uh, that was a spontaneous moment of worship that happened. Uh, we were singing So In Love one time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, which also was originally born out of a spontaneous moment of worship. Wow. Um, if you come and listen to our worship sets here in Isla Vista, 
you hear something totally different than our records. Yeah. Because, um, well, I mean, our live records, um, we have two of them, Live in the Upper Room 1 and Live in the Upper Room 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those are a better depiction of, like, how we worship as a family. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be working on a third one very soon. Yeah. However, um, our studio records sound very different than our live situations. Um, when we worship together, we just spend time enjoying the presence of God and see what happens. Uh, that mo- that moment, like, God had spoken the phrase to me uh, a couple weeks earlier, but it was just the moment for it. And so I started singing it and it kind of was originally added as a tag to um, So In Love. And then mm-hmm. I worked with John Mark Pantana actually on writing the rest of the song. Mm. I think that out of all the songs on the album, that one actually I think applies to what we're going through as a nation and as a world right now. Um, pain makes my questions grow too large and I feel that I've run far. My, my memory fails me right, I get enslaved to my own mind. Pain makes my questions grow too large. And I feel that I run far My memory fails me right I get enslaved to my own mind Forgetfulness of your grace Drags me around for miles Until I see in the pain that we're in, um, we're asking questions that are way too big, um, that we don't have the answers to. And these questions can often like cause us to turn away from the Father. Um, questions like, how could God allow this? And things that I mentioned earlier, like, man, there's questions that are thoughts and attitudes of the heart that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God that need to be approached from a different angle than the angle of that moment when you're in pain asking that question. Um, and when you put that question on the shelf and, and go after answering it later after the pain is not so extreme anymore, mm-hmm. Um, you're actually going to find the answer because the answer is him and the answer is connection with him Um, and understanding his heart um, that the father is not to be held responsible for the actions of his kids (laughs) except for Jesus yeah Jesus said I only do and say what I hear the father doing and saying and see the father yeah you get it (laughs) <laughs> Jesus didn't do anything apart from the Father. Yep. And so he is the only and perfect example of who God the Father is. He's the express image. But in regards to the way that we look at him, um, asking questions like, how could God allow this? Without understanding the free will of kids to hurt one another. Understanding that that's not his heart is honestly 
pretty scary for some people because they've been holding on to and worshipping an image of who God the Father is that's not accurate to who he really is, which leads to cycles of pain, self-sabotage, and um, there's so much down that trail, but um, when it comes down to it, free will has to exist and continues to exist because love isn't love without free will. If we were like robots controlled by the Lord, (laughs) I'm going to go after this. Go, go, man. If God was in control of every single human's actions, (laughs) then, and if everything that happens is God's will, his perfect will, Mm. that paints a picture that's pretty horrific but if we believe in and worship a God who is with us in our suffering but not the perpetrator of our suffering Good. we actually see Jesus love isn't love without choice Amen. the fact that he chooses us and the fact that he gives us an opportunity to choose him back not that he forces us to choose. The word says that the, the it's not the Lord's will that any man should perish. But people die all the time without knowing him. Yeah. So it's stuff happens that's not his will. Yeah. And that's not his heart. And so in our time, seeing so much brokenness and so much pain, we cannot allow our questions to separate us from who he really is. And how much his heart cares and once we come from that place and once we arrive at that place of realizing his heart then we can move forward with action and compassion being moved with his heart to see change happen in the world because if you believe that what is happening if you believe that everything happens for a reason and that all of those reasons are approved by the Lord we're not going to be motivated to take responsibility or move forward in bringing solutions from heaven to earth. Amen, man. Human wisdom is foolishness compared to the wisdom of God. And there is no way that we're going to see the world change without heaven coming to earth. And that's what Jesus prayed for. And the only way through to, to see heaven come to earth is um, by being in relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the only way that this world is going to change is by being in relationship with Jesus and knowing his heart. I believe that's so true, that if we don't know the heart of our Father, man, and we try to figure this stuff out on our own, we can only accomplish what we can manage to understand. What's so cool about that, though, is that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. We know from Scripture and from relationship that all understanding, all intelligence, is in the Holy Spirit, that He is the all-powerful, all-knowing God, right? And He dwells within us. So when we begin to search for, you know, in the philosophical and, and reaching out and, and, and reaching, even calling out to the heavens for understanding or coming up with a, a realistic explanation for this grace, for this love that we so freely get from the Father, we come up empty. It's reaching down within ourselves and allowing our 
our understanding to connect with the knowledge that already dwells within us. And there's just such a beautiful connection when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us the truth, the simple truth of the gospel. Listen, you guys get this. Um, I'm so grateful for the way you articulate these things. Um, and, and even not only you as a young man, but you as a leader of this movement known as Isla Vista. Um, tell me, what's going on with Isla Vista? What do you hear God saying to you about what the next big thing for Isla Vista is? Yeah, so in Isla Vista, we're working on building a missions base. Um, this plot of land that this container is on that I'm sitting in mm -hmm. um, is an acre, and it's the largest plot of undeve undeveloped land in this square mile. Wow. Um, and a year and a half ago, the Lord said to buy it, and we have no money. <laughs> so um, in a month's time, we fundraised $200,000 to pay the down payment. And since then, the Lord has continued to provide for the mortgage payment. Um, but we're in a very pivotal time right now because we found a partner who is willing to build the missions base on his dollar and enter into partnership with us. Um, he's not even a full-on believer in regards to having a relationship with Jesus himself, but he's seeking. Wow. And he reads the Bible every day and he's like <laughs> really all wow. about He's all about community in Isla Vista, and he sees that Jason and Holly, our pastors, have been yeah. building healthy community in Isla Vista for 20 years, and so he's in support of them. Um, so as that's the case, our goal is to build missions, housing, and a discipleship training center here. Not that we would have church on this field, mm -hmm. but that we would um, be training up people and training up disciples um, on this land and housing for missionary families and missions teams and also a, a state-of-the-art studio for Isla Vista Worship yeah. um, is a part of that as well. Um, and so right now, we actually, just while we were talking, I got a text that we need $25,000 to pay the last year and a half's property taxes because wow. those weren't included in the mortgage. Okay. Um, so right now we need $25,000, but once we do that, we are gonna, because for the past year and a half we've been paying this mortgage, no idea how this money has been coming in because it is way above even our budget as a local church. And even that, our local budget for our church is so small because um, me and Jason, who are the ones who are on staff, we get paid a little bit, a little stipend for, to like help with rent and that helps yeah. a little bit, but we have other methods of income. And as that's the case, um, we're just grinding to support like ourselves and our family and ministry. We just found out that our payment can go down to 7,000, which we can afford um, with the support that we currently have. But um, we have to pay this $25,000 in property taxes first. Wow. And so oh my it's, gosh. And well, dude. Um, anyways, we just really need God to come through. And we need um, kingdom partnership, and so prayer for that would be really amazing. Absolutely. Because now, once, if somebody, if somebody listening would like to partner with you guys, how would they go about doing that? MissionIslaVista.com. Okay. And there's a way to give in a recurring donation way there, um, but Field of Dreams is like the default 
um, contribution there. Okay. And so um, that's kind of the project code name. But yeah. once we get this $25,000 locked in, um, like it's pretty much a done deal that we're having a mission space built here. Oh, this is just geez. like this threshold that we need to pass. And up until this point, it's been like 25 steps of faith that Jason and Holly have continued to take. And every single one requires a new level of perseverance and a new level of faith. Yep. And I've never seen anybody tackle things like this, like they have. And I'm so thankful to be under their leadership. But God is just continuing to provide, and we're just believing and trusting that what he promised, he's going to fulfill. Come on, Jesus. That's Anyway, awesome. that's a lot of details, but I wanted to share all that because it's just like... It's huge, man. Huge. It's huge. And of course, you know, of course, the enemy is going to come against what God is, is so obviously going to accomplish there um, and keep us mired in distraction and discouragement and all those different things but god is faithful brother yes that is so amazing praise god man i'm so excited about what you guys are doing out there so inspired this morning praise god yeah man um i wanted to ask you too about now you've been you've been kind of teasing me all all interview about what's coming next man you keep saying that was very shortly songs that i've written i'm gonna be recording all this stuff what's going on what what is what's next with mark barlow there's a lot man um (laughs) i well first of all i want to encourage anybody who's listening who's an artist musician or worship leader yeah i want to encourage you success is not numbers yep success is you writing songs that are authentic to your heart and your relationship with Jesus and that those songs minister to him and when I say that I'm speaking strictly to you writing worship songs Mm -hmm. you writing a song specifically intended to move the father's heart is success that's the call that we've been given as Levites so minister to the Lord as kings and priests and um, to represent him and lead other people into connection with him. And just like a waiter or waitress is like serving at the table of the king as he dines with his bride. That is our job. Success is not numbers. I'm really thankful for our movement here in Isla Vista because no matter how many people hear our music, it does not change anything for us in the day to day. Um, We're just here being missionaries loving one another, being family with one another. Um, And so with that being said, I'm like really excited for what we're about to start working on. Um, For me personally, as well as Isla Vista worship as a movement, because although I shepherd that movement and all of our leaders, um, I also have my own independent project that I'm working on, um, which is naturally an outflow of my heart just like David had an outflow of his heart um, in writing songs, love songs, and then songs for the Lord Mm -hmm. and anything else that would come out of my heart and out of that place. Um, As a believer and as a worship leader who's also writing love songs, I intend to release those, not that they're written for the church, Mm -hmm. um, but that the church would see um, and feel free to express what's in their heart 
um, and even set a creative example. Um, and I've seen people make fun of Justin Bieber because he, in his blatant relationship with the Lord that is so public now, yeah. um, he, sa he said one day in an interview, God has me exactly where he wants me. And then the next day or so, he, he came out with a song called Yummy about having sex with his wife. Yeah. yeah. And smack dab in the middle of the Bible, we have this book called Amen. Song of Solomon. Yep. And it's an, it's an explicit love song. Mm. Very sexual, very, um, a very accurate depiction mm. of Jesus's relationship with his bride mm. and even love between a man and a woman. Yeah. And it's an explicit love song in the holy book, in the canon. Come on. And for us as believers to look <laughs> at that and say, why would I make fun of Justin Bieber? Yeah. If this is what's been laid out for us in the word and that it's pure and that it's holy yeah. and that it's, it's, man, there's such an example that's been set before us. And so for us as believers to write love songs is a ministry to the world because it tells them and shows them what real love and a real relationship can look like Amen. and the beauty of it, man. <laughs> and that it's, oh man, the, and the pharisaical attitude and the pharisaical mindset gets kicked in the butt. love songs and I have worship songs and I have other songs that are in my heart that I'm going to be recording. I'm considering the name Hymns and Soul for my oh, next nice. project. Yeah. Man. Swapping the two soul hymns, hymns and soul, because both of the words are, would be in both album titles. Yeah. Uh, but Hymns and Soul insinuating that it's not just hymns. Yeah. Um, Whereas soul hymns was specifically hymns. Yeah. Um, so giving a little bit more freedom for some of these other songs I love to come out. But I'm um, going to be recording that project in July in Nashville with some of my buddies, Ryan James Carr, Kevin Daly. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, and I am still deciding which of my songs to put on that project. Yeah. Outside of that project, I'm also considering. Um, doing a voice memos project likened to John Mark Pantana's Mighty Grace yeah, and the way that he released that project because I just have more songs than I know what to do with and so <laughs> attempting to release those in voice memo form um, will just ensure that I'm a good steward of the songs that God has given me. Amen. 
Um, and so there's that. And then Isla Vista Worship, we are working on some singles um, to highlight some different songs that our worship leaders here have written, all very different genres. Yeah. Um, and then we're also planning on and prepping for a um, an all-team live worship album. Yeah. And this, um, I'm a part part of a couple different projects outside of that. I just got to sing on the Gable Price and Friends album. Oh wow! Um, and that song came out a couple of weeks ago. You can find it on my page, um, Mark Barlow. And then um, there's some other song, some other albums that I've gotten to sing on this year as well. One of them being the YWAM Worship album um, yep. from Kona. And oh, wow. got to partner with them for that. Um, it's a missions-focused worship album, um, all about the gospel flooding the earth um, and the presence of God flooding the earth. And the song that I brought um, and wrote with Lindy Conant Kofer um, was just a song about intimacy with Jesus. Mm. Um, and then I got to sing a song um, called "My Soul Follows" by David and Nicole Binion on a worship album with Integrity Music um, early this year, and that'll drop um, in the next couple of weeks or months. Oh, um, so good. And then there's, man, there's a lot. There's 12 different projects in the air right now um, <laughs> that I'm working on. Yeah, praise God, dude. So I'm just, I'm just trying to um, run after the things he's put in front of me. Yeah. And say yes, but also not to say yes to too many things because... Yeah. Um, you know, one of my best friends called me the other day and he said, Hey man, I just want to check in on how you're doing because, and I'm being so vulnerable right now and sharing this, but he said, uh, I just want to check in on you and make sure that you're not letting your identity become music because the past couple of times that we've caught up and I've asked you how you're doing, you've given me a career update instead of an update on your heart. Wow. And I just started crying. I was like, man, I thought I was doing a good job at um, making sure that music was not becoming a part of my identity. But apparently I've got to dig deeper because um, if it becomes the subject matter of nearly every conversation with my loved ones, man, I got to dig deeper because I like, I do not want music to become my identity. If it does, that means it'll destroy me because that's not a solid identity. If my identity is that I'm an artist, musician, or even worshiper, instead of my identity, the core of it being that I'm a son. If my identity is associated with doing anything, it's so fickle. Because if I lose my fingers or my voice at any point, there goes my purpose. But if my, if my identity and purpose is to be a son, then the greatest accomplishment that I'll ever have related to my identity is being loved by God, and that's all to be done.
that place of a completed identity that's fulfilled through something that he did. My greatest accomplishment is that I'm loved by God. That means that there's nothing that I can Amen. do to fulfill my identity. And then out of that place of fulfillment, right. we get to co-create with the Lord. Come on, so good, dude. And we're not doing it for people either. Yeah. Well, I mean, sounds... there is there is songs that we can write with the Father to people. Mm -hmm. But in regards to people pleasing, that's not even a good way to make music, man. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. there's so many more. <laughs> oh. Anyways, we could well, go. Well, dude, I'm I'm yes. I'm encouraged that you have good friends too that speak yeah. truth. Yes. And I think that is so so vital. Yeah. To expose ourselves regardless of where you're at it Where's sounds like uh, on that too that you've set yourself up um, um, in a healthy way and that God's provided those relationships um, you know again probably something learned by your parents and by your relationship with them but amazing so Praise glad God. to hear that yeah well dude you got a ton of stuff going on brother yeah I'm so excited. I'm, I, that just, that's just more stuff for us to absorb and to uh, worship in and um, allow God to bless us through. Dude, um, man, I, I, I thank you so much for your ability um, to articulate the heart. I, I thank you so much for taking time out to speak to me um, during a busy season, um, during a season of, um, in, in, in many ways, uncertainty. Um, as it relates to our communities, um, I know there's a you know there's a big draw on us right now as as missionaries and pastors to to be to be there for our families right now. And yet you you took this time to step out and and speak with me. Um, and I, I I'm so excited to get this up, bro, because I believe it's going to bless so many stinking people. Um, I, I want you to tell people um, how do how do how do we follow you. What's the what's the best way to, to kind of keep up with what's happening and um, all that? Instagram, honestly, Instagram is it. Um, if you follow me on Instagram and then also turn on post notifications, you'll be notified whenever I drop anything new. I don't post often, um, and uh, I am going to start fundraising soon for my next record. Good, man. so that's really exciting. Um, and then also, if you hit the follow button on Spotify. Mm -hmm. um, Spotify will notify you whenever I drop new music. Awesome. And so those are the two best What's ways. What's your handle to... on Instagram? Bark Marlowe. So it's my first and last names with the initials like flip. Okay. Well, hey, listen, is there anything else you wanted to say before we sign off? Because we have been talking for a minute, yo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think that'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Um Mark, it has been such a pleasure hearing your heart, hearing your journey with the Father, seeing all the things that he's accomplishing through you, through Isla Vista, through the missions um, that you guys are doing, through the outreach of Jesus Burgers. And, and man, I am so inspired. And I pray for anybody listening, listen, connect to these guys. Um, if God is, is putting on your heart right now in, in some way that you would like to support um, dig in and, and, and listen to the Father and be a part of the extraordinary ministry and the groundbreaking thinking of family over fame and, and embracing the heart of Jesus in a way that 
calls out to those of, of our society who are hurting and who are distracted and looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. Guys, this is what Christianity looks like. Love is an action, and Isla Vista is killing it. Um, thank you so much, Mark. It was such a pleasure meeting bro, you, bro. Thank you for having me. This has been so amazing. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, we could talk for hours. I can't I, wait I, to I, give you a hug, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm such a hugger. Well, we both, it, it, we both realized, too, that we're both extroverts, and this is, like, so energy-giving for me. So I appreciate yeah. you, brother. I can't wait to get this out and share it with everybody. Hey, if you were blessed by this podcast and would like to know when the latest episode drops, please, for God's sake, smash the subscribe button and take 30 seconds to give a review. Get this in front of more people and spread the gospel. You can visit our website and leave a tip in the virtual tip jar by checking the link in the bio. Also, follow us on Instagram at the Long Haired Pastor Podcast. And if your wardrobe is hurting, check out the rad designs at zealotco.com. That's zealotco.com. Wear your faith like you live your life. Again, thank you so much for hanging out and shine on.